with your host, Ian Ferguson and Ricky Ventures. It's time for the STEM Dialogue, the podcast that exposes students to the world of science, technology, engineering, and math in a new light. Hey, what's going on, world? It's Ricky Ventures, and we are back with you again for another week of the STEM Dialogue. Oh, man, we're so glad to be with you again for another week. Ian, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's up, man? I'm I'm cold, man. You're cold. I, man. And before our conference call, we just had yeah, I was outside for a little bit trying to get it in, and it was freezing. Get it in doing what, man? Outside and it's, it's zero degrees uh, outside, I man. To, I, said, I said to go. I said to go running, and I feel like driving to the gym, so I left out at home. Yeah, it's cold. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it's freezing. It's freezing where we are right now, guys, up here in Maryland. And um, but hey, it comes with the territory, man. We just got to bundle up, get our hats and gloves and scarves on, and um, just go out there and keep winning, keep winning. So Ian, man, we want to do something different this podcast. Instead of coming with a stem, stem in our world, we just want to just recap over this past year, man. Yeah, man, this is our last, this is our first full completed year with the STEM Dialogue podcast, man. Year's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are... I think we got, what, we got 30-something 30 30 episodes now. Um, yep, mid-30s, yep. 30-something countries yep. that we've reached. Yep. How many states did we reach in the U.S.? Uh, we reached, uh, I'm going to say, tw- uh, 28, no, 31, 31 states. 30-something 30, 30 states in the U.S., man. We, yeah. We're doing all right, and we must have had about, you know, 20 different uh, professionals for engineering and math and science and technology as well. Correct. Yep, yep. Yeah, man, you know, it, it, it's just a testament of us just getting going, man. And, and you know, this year, everyone, I mean, our, our biggest thing is just get up and, let, and let's go. You know, a lot, a lot of people sit back and analyze everything, especially in, in STEM people, people that mathematical, uh, science, technology. We, we like to think things through from beginning to the end. Um, and a lot of times when you get into the business world, it can it can freeze you. Um, but one thing we had to overcome was that whole, hey, just get up and move, get up and move and make it work. You know, and that's what we did with this podcast. And I, and like I said, I'm happy that we've come to the, uh, we finished 2016 strong, uh, entering 2017 strong, and we got so much more in store for this world yeah, in regard so to STEM. Just starting this weekend, man, you know, we have, so the, our last session for the Inventors program, our students are gonna be uh, presenting on their uh, boats that they designed and made. They're gonna be presenting that, so it's our last session for the year. I'm excited about that. And Ricky, today, uh, not today, this Saturday is the testing ceremony for my karate students. Mm. You know, I'm like really excited for them. So it's a, I can't wait for Saturday. Yeah, man. The, uh, all my students, because I just taught last night and all of them, you know, those uh, nerves starting to kick in, <laughs> getting all scared already because I got to, you know, ready for that test this Saturday. Parents asked me to stay late to practice with them because that students, you know, freaking out. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. Now I'm, I'm, I'm excited, man. And then next year, why don't you tell them something about the little tech boot camps we're going to do? Oh, yeah. So we, we have a few tech boot camps that we're going to be doing next year. Uh, we, we got a chance to do one in 2016 uh, where we um, Sprint actually sponsored the event, and they taught the students how to uh, fix cell phones. So everyone has a broken has had an experience of a broken screen. 
everyone, almost everyone, I'm probably like 90% of people had an experience with a broken screen or something broke on your phone. And what Sprint did was they said, hey, let's teach these students how to replace these screens. So uh, we did that. And then a couple months, a few months, probably like four months later, I ran into one of the students that was at the camp and he's like, yo, your camp was, was amazing. I said, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. He said, no, you don't understand. My phone broke and I was able to fix it because of your class. I was like, wow. Yeah, that's it right there. We reached our, our goal, man. And that's that's all we wanted. So we got a lot more of that coming in uh, 2017. A lot more camps, uh, a few conferences. We get a lot of we're trying to get a lot of um, college students, young professionals at, and uh, we're just gonna do our thing, man, and really just uh, make an impact on this world around us. Yep, that's it. All right, so you want me to introduce our first guest today? Yep, yep. Go ahead, man. So this is actually funny. So our first guest is Mr. Jared Sawyer. Uh, when I met this guy, I thought he was a little kid. Uh, we were in Atlanta at, at the Nation Builders Conference. And Rick, I think it was you. It was you or Mr. Maurice. One of y'all say, hey, you got to go talk to that guy. And I saw Mr. Maurice running around with him, but I thought he was, like, helping a kid find his parents. And I'm like, talk, talk to who? <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, what am I talking to him for? Like, <laughs> and I went over, man, and Jared, man, he blew my mind, man. And I, we, had, we talked for about a half hour, then he came out to dinner with us. Uh, so, yeah, Jared, you there, man? I am the yes. I'm here. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. What's going on, man? Doing well. How about you? I'm doing good. Man, tell us a little bit about yourself. Awesome. Well, uh, my name is Jared Sawyer Jr. I'm associate pastor at the Greater Pine Grove Baptist Church in Atlanta. Um, I've written three best-selling books. Um, I, I'm also an actor, um, business owner, uh, consultant. <laughs> Um, I am um, an advisor to multiple public figures, uh, celebrities, um, and other entities. Do a whole lot of stuff. Uh, manager, marketer, um, and the list. And tell them how old you are. To do whatever I can to help out. <laughs> 19 years old. <laughs> hey, what kind of, uh, who, who, who are some of the celebrities you advise? You said you advise some celebrities. Pretty much everybody that you can think of, um, and, and, and the crazy and the crazy part about it is that even though I am, even though I am, um, I'm a preacher, um, I haven't really done much with gospel music. I've done it more so with uh, R&B and hip hop. So, you know, your people like uh, from your from your new end folks like Silento, um, watch me whip, watch me nay nay to um, your up and coming people like Kendrick Lamar to. Um, some of your um, uh, seasoned up-and-comers like Soldier Boy to uh, oh, other right. folks like uh, Rita Franklin. Really? So, you know, it, it, the, the, the ranges just really go very, very extensive. <laughs> wow. No, that's, that's, that's cool, man. Well, I'm excited, John, man. Uh, so we have two guests from Morgan State University, um, my friend Karee and her friend Kayla, and they're both economic majors at Morgan State. So I wanted, you know, to bring them on to speak with you about how you got into your management consulting and everything. Karee, you there? Kayla? Hello. Yes. 
My name is Karee. I'm a junior economics major at Morgan State University. And we just wanted you to tell us a little bit about your experience in managerial consulting. Yes, yeah, so um, I, um, I started uh, about 10 years ago. Uh, in about 2006. Um, hold up for a minute, Jared. Jared, Jared, hold up, Jared, hold up for a minute. Hold up. We're going to do the math real quick. He said he's 19 and he started 10 years ago. A good old ripe age of nine years old. All right. All right, go ahead. Continue. Go ahead. Well, you know, I was I was preaching uh, at five years old, licensed and ordained um, between seven and nine. Mm, mm. Um, right, me, so me too. I, What'd you say? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so uh, I uh, I started I started I started consulting at the age of um, uh, essentially at the uh, ten years ago 2016 2006 um, was about nine years old and um, started getting involved with it significantly uh, because I noticed a uh, I noticed a, a, a desire that I had in servant leadership and I still have that same desire today um, I just like to help people that's all it is I believe that my journey on this experience called life is all about me sharing the greatness um, that I receive and I believe that greatness is in knowledge and wisdom um, that can transpire and transfer into uh, into words and then deeds and so uh, that's how I had or that's what kind of motivated me to do it um, I got involved because I ended up working with a multifaceted amount of different organizations um, from civil and human rights uh, currently I'm the program manager for um, the King Center um, the official living memorial of um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, and I helped run the legacy um, so I started doing that at a very, you know, um, uh, young age um, and started, you know, uh, working with a whole lot of different um, other individuals with VT, uh, VH1, MTV, all of that Viacom entertainment people. Um, and just started working with them, working with different corporate companies, small businesses, lended my helping hand here and there. Next thing you know, um, I ended up having my own company. Um, got a couple of offices, um, was able to push opportunities um, for speakers to celebrities to singers to rappers to um, pretty much everyone and everything that you can think of um, to really help them bring out their um, greatness that's on the inside of them. Mm -hmm. Man, phenomenal. Phenomenal. I think that's amazing because uh, I love to help people as well and I first got interested in economics and wanted to use it as a means by which to help people do research. My friend Kayla, she wants to do research to basically use her research to help people like us. And I just think that's amazing that you use that desire and passion within yourself to motivate you to do so many business ventures and stuff. You know, I believe that if we keep, I believe that if we keep um, helping people at the core of whatever it is that we do, that God will continue to grace us and to bless us and to push us forward in the in the directions and the motives that we, you know, desire. 
I was with Oprah a couple of months ago in D.C., and she asked me, what is it ultimately that I want to do? And I told her that ultimately I just want to help people. And with her being as successful as she is, she commended me and said, that's what's going to get you to where you want to be. And I took that to heart and continue to take that to heart. I allowed the mesmerizer that if you keep helping people at the core, that's what's that's what's gonna that's what's gonna allow you to fulfill every dream and make everything that you desire come past. I love that. That was amazing. <laughs> so I have a um, couple of questions for you and mm-hmm. I have a couple of questions for you as well. Um one of my first questions would be what are your learning styles? Like, how do you learn what you know? What are your best ways to learn how, like, what are your most efficient ways to teach yourself or do you like mentorship? It's bipartisan. It's hands-on experience and teaching myself. It depends on the, on the, on what it is that I'm learning. Um, for example, um, I am an expert in event management, project management, but I could not have become an expert in that if I did not um, learn it essentially on my own. I um, had to learn how to put together, you know, conferences with two, three thousand people in it um, by myself for me to learn how to uh, perfect the nature of conference meeting management, um, event management stuff like that to now being able to begin planning for large anniversaries, large uh, corporate events, et cetera, et cetera, um, be able to put together very intense RTPs and um, to be able to really um, make different opportunities happen. So for me, I'm a hands-on learner and I'm a teach it and I'm a teach myself type learner. It just depends on, 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 on what it is. Um, what it is that I'm doing. And for me personally, and I advise this for anybody, you can never be afraid to ask people for help. And I believe that's what's helped to, to, to really push me to where I want to be is because I'm a very, 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 very transparent person. And so in my learning, I am very transparent with people who I know can be assets to me growing um, in me making it very clear to them what it is that I need out of them. And um, what that applicably has um, on a good side to do for me and on a service side to do for them. That makes sense. I appreciate that. Oh, no problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, hi, my name is Kayla. I'm a junior and I was major at Morgan State University and I have a question for you. So what inspired you to start your own management consulting business? Well, my inspiration was um, me knowing that I wanted to do my, I wanted, I wanted to allow my passion to run my life. I didn't want my life to, um, I didn't want I didn't want my passions to be chased away. It's, it's almost like one of those things where, at a very young age, I realized this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to consult. I wanted to um, pull out of people what I could see in them. I wanted to connect them with people. I wanted to um, create different innovative ideas. I wanted to substantiate people's brands. Um, and so, what I uh, ultimately 
um, decided or had to make the decision uh, is to really foster that opportunity at hand at, at, at nine years old, you know, at 10 years old, that the sky is the limit. And I believe that's what ultimately inspired me was, was knowing that this was my passion. The sky is the limit to what I can do. Let me go ahead and run with this and let me go ahead and, 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 and push and make this become a reality. Good answer. Thank you. Oh, no problem. Uh, but this thing would be, what advice would you give to anyone struggling to find their passion? Say it again. What advice would you give to anyone struggling to find their passion? Hmm. What advice would I give? Okay, so there, there, there's three, there's three characteristics um, of successful people. I believe that if you take heed to these three characteristics, finding your passion will be easy and your passion is going to drive you. First, you have to focus on your humility. If your humility is not there, you're not going to find your passion because you're going to be so full of yourself that you're not going to um, see what's greater than you on the inside of you. Once you find out what's greater than you on the inside of you, then that's what's going to push you forward. Secondly would be consistency. Uh, you find your passion by seeing what is unique in your consistency. Successful people are consistent in every area of their life. You know, successful people are consistent in their health. They eat a certain kind of way. No exceptions. They're consistent in their um, uh, habits of exercising. You know, they don't work a nine to five and then get home at six and say, you know what, I've had a long day at work today. I'm not going to go ahead and work out. They say, no, I'm going to work out today just like I worked out yesterday and the day before that um, because I want to exemplify the consistency that is necessary for me to um, for me to uh, be successful. They're consistent in every area from them waking up in the morning. They don't sleep in from them, um, you know, really taking part of, of multiple practices um, in their lives, consistent in their finances, consistent in their relationships, consistent in their attitudes. I think that if you show consistency, you'll see your passion to um, really derive out of that because you will notice uniqueness and that uniqueness will help you to identify your passion. And that third piece is just transparency. Um, you have to focus on being transparent on the inside as well as the outside. Um, it has to be very clear to all of those who you're in relationships with um, as to what it is that you want out of them and what it is that you want them to pull out of you. And if you do that, then that's what you would consider to be a transparent relationship. Significantly successful people are people who have very transparent relationships. And if you focus on that in your personhood, in your character, um, in your individuality, then the very basis of your passion will derive and it will be so clear where even at a young age, you'll be able to see it. And, 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 the, and the reality is that at a young age, you know, this millennial age, those who are in college, those who are not in college, but they're like under the age of 30 years old, these are the people that it's actually, if, if, you, exempt, if you really focus on those particular three um, sectors, these are the people who, if you focus on them, your passion will derive more intensely than those 30 and above. Whether you have a million responsibilities or not, the more that life 
puts on you, the more experiences that you have, the, the more difficult it is for you to find your passion. But as you're developing these experiences, you can find your passion in a more intense fashion if you focus on those three sectors. Thank you. That was a good answer. Oh, that's awesome, man. Now, Jared, I like what you said earlier. You were saying, you know, when you are actually focusing on helping people, you know, you are graced with basically everything you need to do so. And, and I, I remember um, how I met Ricky. So I love helping people. And before I ever met Ricky, I was already, like, researching online, like, how to start a nonprofit. I love teaching kids. You know how to do I, I, I've been saying in high school, and beginning of college, I wanted to get into public speaking, but I didn't know where to start at all. And I was talking to one of my family members who was a radio host here in Baltimore. And then I applied for an internship. No, I got called on the phone, somebody telling me uh, about an internship at Hopkins. And when I went up to the interview, the lady said that she was listening to talk radio and it just so happened to be my cousin she was listening to on the radio. She said she never listened to that station before. And I got the job and then I met Ricky at the interview and I had community service stuff all on my resume. And then I found out that he does you know, community service. He does mentoring. I found that he is a public speaker professionally. And the other guy at the interview is a youth, um, youth minister. And now, you know, I actually got to start our adventures program that you know about, Jared. Is actually I have a no, I actually have a nonprofit now. I actually just got to speak with Ricky in Philly two weeks ago. Um, so I actually got to do public speaking and we're going to be doing more and more. And then for years, you know, I told you I got this passion for teaching martial arts or just just teaching. I love it. And now Ricky got me doing demonstrations up there in front of people, which I had zero intentions of ever doing because I'm normally very private about that stuff. Um, but just using like all the passion that was there the whole time, you know, um, and look how it's being expounded upon just by, you know, the people that are getting put around me and the events I'm getting placed at and more people I'm meeting, you know what I mean? So all of this, we got a, a, a company getting built and everything all cause it's getting placed there because of building on that passion. So I thought that was real cool. You're right, and you know, building on your passion, it's it's that it's really it's really it's really the essential piece of of your personal growth. And you know, as you grow as a person, your career grows, and as your career grows, your your reputation and your legacy grows. You know, the people who have significant legacies from people like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. to um, masses of others who've made you know world influence, it's it's because they have built a character among them, within them, that has intensified over the years by way of how they fostered their experiences and following their passions. Right. And then you said, like, you know how much you are very transparent about when you need help and how you got to have that humility. Um, you know, because when I first, when I started, when I was still an intern, you know, Ricky told me, don't be afraid to ask questions. If you got a question, ask. Don't try to hold it in feeling embarrassed. And I must have asked him 25 questions per day, you know, <laughs> about how to do it. But he, but he actually helped me, you know. So and, you know, and that's so important. It's so important that, that you have people who can tell you that, who can tell you that if you have questions to ask. And, you know, that goes to two things. Number one, knowing 
that knowing the importance of um, seeing the value in every person. You have to see the value in every person who you come in contact with because that's the only way that you're able to foster relationships. You know, you're, it's not about who's in your circle, it's who's outside of your circle. And and, and, and so all of that becomes really, really important. And, and asking questions, um, getting help, allows you to, 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 to grow in your personhood. And I, I, I can't stress it enough to people um, who are trying to grow in their personhood, who are trying to grow personally in their character, ask for help, be transparent, allow people to help you grow. Because what I realized over the years is that yes, everybody has haters. Yes, everybody has naysayers and those who um, don't believe in you. But there are many people out there who do not want to see you fail. There are many people out there Mm -hmm. who can and will connect with your passion. And if you can just portray in the spirit of someone else, the passion that you have, they will do whatever it is that it takes to see the envelopment of your passion to become a reality. But it's not until you're transparent enough to be able to express to the world, express to your local community, express to your region, wherever you are, what you're trying to do and how you need their help to help you get there that you're going to be able to make that happen. Right. I got a, uh, another question for you, kind of off off topic of that. Um, so I guess you get the same reaction when everybody finds out, you know, how young you are, but, you know, how far you are in your career. So what do you do for fun? You know, what's the casual side of Jared look like? You know, that is a good question. I don't know if I have one. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a that is a good question. Well, I like to I like to watch TV. I watch um I love to watch TV. My favorite show on TV right now is The Big Bang Theory that tops it. Um and uh yeah, I love watching TV. I love watching the movies. I like watching comedy movies. I like to laugh. Right now Kevin Hart is my favorite comedian. Mm-hmm. Um well, Dave Chappelle I, making uh, a comeback, but it's so cool. Rizé. You say Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle making this, making this, yeah, you already know. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> um, and then, let's see, uh, I like to eat. I love to eat. I eat all day. Yeah, I, I saw that, but uh, I saw that firsthand. <laughs> oh, yeah, now I can eat now. I, I can just, I can just go in all day, so... Um, I think that's pretty much it. Um, Dang, man, you gotta get out. Exactly what it is. I like to. Uh, I like to do. I see. I don't like. I don't really like to dance. I don't like much music. I don't like loud environments. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm a little odd. <laughs> so how much traveling do you get to do uh, since you have so many different clients? And you just went with Oprah like two months ago. <laughs> yeah, because with that, I had to, like, because uh, basically I, I just released my third book uh, in September, um, Walking in Victory, Four Power Tips to Help You Reach Your Potential and God, and uh, blessed a whole lot of lives. Two weeks later, we started going on tour for it. Um, so uh, I hit up D.C. Thank you. I hit up D.C. and and um, 
uh, I ended up partnering with the Smithsonian Museum of, uh, of African American History. So I had to speak at the White House Friday. So I spoke at the White House uh, for President Obama. And um, so that was pretty cool. And then um, the day afterwards, uh, I toured the whole museum with Oprah and Jesse Jackson. So that was that was also pretty cool. Uh, and then on that Sunday is when I did the, the big book signing at a Temple of Praise Church. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's worth, I am constantly, uh, uh, constantly, on the move. constantly, constantly on the move. Um, and time management is key. You have to have time management. I've been able to manage my time very, 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 very well, only because of technology. I tell people all the time, especially, you know, people our age, um, we have to embrace technology. If we don't embrace technology, we are losing out. You know, from social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, to even LinkedIn, you know, to, um, you know, uh, task management. You know, uh, I can, I, I probably have about maybe 800 tasks on my task list right now, but I'm going to get it all done by the time point that I, I have, you know, regulated the cars. Um, the technology because of the of the influence of technology. Um, so from that to um, you know all sorts of stuff. But yeah, I'm constantly on the move from uh, whether for myself or for my clients. I'm constantly, constantly, constantly um, going from church to church, city to city, state to state, country to country. Just, you know, making stuff happen. But God is good. <laughs> yeah, man. Next time you up in DMV, you know we all gonna link up. Yeah, most of that. And you know what? I should I, I should have reached out to you all for uh, for DC um, when I was there um, for. Uh, and you all are in Baltimore, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I have. Um, uh, I'm I'm bringing the tour to Atlanta in February on February second, and uh, Dr. Jamal Bryan is coming to preach it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So that's gonna yeah. So that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be really really good. They'll be coming from Baltimore. I just thought about it. Um, yeah. You all in Baltimore, but yeah, hopefully I I'll probably be going. I'll probably be in Baltimore in a couple of months, um, sooner or later. So yeah, I'll definitely hit y'all up. Cool, cool. You got anything else for it? Nah, man. I'm just sitting back listening, man. I, I um I want to give you know our our listeners and our um and our other guests a chance to hear. Just the words of of Jared, man. Very wise person, man. At his at his age, beyond his age, man. Wisdom beyond his age, and uh, not just wisdom, but the application of it, and um, or the application of his knowledge. And uh, you know, it's it's always inspiring to see people that are going all in and everything that they're doing, not for money. Not once did he mention anything about how much money he made. <laughs> that's, that's not one part of the conversation or everything was about purpose and really wanted to impact the people that are around him and helping him so no but it's funny because he's just talking about he loves comedy i was just watching an interview with bernie mac um they were just i was just watching different stuff for him they did like a highlight about his death yeah and one of the things he said was he said i don't chase money he said i chase what i love and that's comedy and he said, I just try to figure the best way, how can I share with the world as much comedy as possible? Mm-hmm. And he said, and when you chase your passion, he said, the money's going to chase you. Yeah. So he said, I don't chase exactly. the money. He said, I never did. And I had that mentality, like, when I say I love to help people, like, that's not a front. Like, I love to help people. You know what I mean? And you got to be honest. Let me tell you. You know? 
people can see right through you. Mm-hmm. Yep. And because we, I believe that what's happened as time has gone by in the human race is we're becoming a better people. And I believe that we're becoming wiser, we're becoming smarter, that as we go through the stages of evolution in the next 10 years, the next 100 years, the next 1,000 years if we're still here, that, you know, <laughs> we are, <laughs> that, that, uh, that, that, that we are generally, generationally growing from, from um, technological integration to uh, scientific um, exploration. I believe that we are significantly growing as a people, and um, I think that it's becoming easier for people to see uh, fake people. I think it's becoming easier um, for people to um, people to to see see the see the real side of people, and 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 it kills me when when there are those out there who are saying one thing, doing another, saying one thing, believing another. Mm-hmm. You know, people mm-hmm. can see right through you. And that's why we just have to be honest with ourselves. If we be honest with ourselves, then we're honest with others. Um, who was Absolutely. Abe Lincoln that said honesty is the best policy? I think that was him. Um, honesty is the best policy. And, and, and that goes not just for us not lying, but it goes just for us living our truth. <laughs> you know, and we cannot chase money and expect for us to... Because sometimes when we chase money, you know, the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. And so when, we, when we're chasing money versus um, desiring prosperity, because there's a big difference between desiring prosperity and chasing money. You know, you can desire prosperity because we are all destined to be prosperous. And, pros- and prosperity can mean a lot of things. You know, that can mean... Um, joy, that can mean peace, that health. can mean mm-hmm. um, happiness, that can mean health. Um, you know, uh, prosperity can, 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 can be your family being in, in good health, your family being in good nature. You know, that can all be prosperity. Um, and so, you know, that's what we should aim for. That's what we should desire at the end of the day is prosperity. And if prosperity for you includes um, large finances, if it includes um, X, Y, Z, then that's what that's what you should that's what you should encompass that's what you should embrace but you just shouldn't chase money the the, 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 the real billionaires never chased money you know Bill Gates um, Mark Zuckerberg they never chased money Oprah Winfrey never chased money they never did it and they still with all the money that they have in the world with with, with Bill Gates I believe Warren Buffett actually I believe he's got about like what 75 billion dollars or something like that he still to this day is not chasing money you know and that's and that's an amazing concept um to really adapt that that this man has got all the money in the world he doesn't have to worry about um a financial depredation in any way shape form or fashion um he could have more money but he's not chasing after it and that's how we have to be in order for us to get to a place of um spiritual um, prosperity, where we're able to really um, take heed to where we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to be, and that's ultimately in us being who we are supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um, before we, uh, oh, go ahead. 
I just had um, just a last two questions. Yep, go ahead. Um, just talking about finding everyone's passion and then applying knowledge to um, be able to fulfill the passion. I want to ask you what you think your best five skills are and like just character attributes that enable you to efficiently fulfill your passion. Like what about yourself you think is unique that you've developed within yourself habitually that enables you to continuously, you know, do what you do and be happy and fulfill your passion? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, let's see. I would say I would say those are those those three sectors I was naming earlier: that humility, consistency, and transparency. And I think consistency is at the biggest core. Because, like I say, successful people are consistent in every area of their life. I believe that if we can find our consistency, like I'm giving an example: every morning I wake up every morning, whether I went to sleep at three or two or whatever, I wake up every morning at five a.m. Um, I wake up every morning at five a.m. I spend between thirty and forty-five minutes praying and meditating. And then I, um, I uh, do uh, I recite daily affirmations um, over myself. I declare that I'm victorious. That my day is going to be great. Um, that uh, whatever enemy has um, a plan to conspire against me, I speak against the uh, realities that they think are true. And I declare that I am victorious. That I'm triumphant. That um, I'm healed that any uh, bodily, physical complications um, that are operating against me, that I'm healed. I, I speak over my family. I speak over my friends. I speak over my job, uh, my work. I speak over my, my, my church. I speak over um, all of the people that I'm connected with. And I spend between 30 and 45 minutes doing that um, as soon as I wake up in the morning. Um, I do not allow a second to go by of me getting out the bed before I actually do that because I want to set my day. I call it um, commanding my morning. I call it um, creating an atmosphere for my day. And, and, and I think that that's very, very important. That's a character trait um, through action that I, that I do. And, and, and one thing, you know, for sure is, is I've learned that early morning, um, start a positive, uh, productive day. You know, you can't wake up at 11 o'clock in the morning and expect to have a fully productive day. You know, um, you've got to wake up early uh, so that way you can plan the day. I plan out my day. Like, if you look at my calendar, um, if you see that I've got a leeway in 15, a 15 minute leeway, it's because I've allowed that 15 minute leeway. Not because, you know, it just happens. I, I plan my day, I orchestrate. Um, uh, 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 management in, in particular areas, you know, of my life from uh, saying I'm going to take a shower from this time to this time. I'm going to um, mm -hmm. uh, iron my clothes from this time to this time, you know, all of that stuff. I'm going to clean this this room and I'm going to do this and I'm going to cook breakfast and I'm going to go to dinner from this time to this time. And, and many people might find that to be very ridiculous, but it organizes your life. You know, every area of your life needs to be organized. Um, now, of course, you know, nothing in life goes significantly as you as you plan. You know, of course, things happen, um, especially if you're not in, 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 a, in a situation um, where you can uh, see that cons uh, or, or, or where that consistency is, is easy to identify with. However, if you 
can see the opportunities of consistency, then you'll create opportunities of consistency. If you can't see those opportunities, then you won't be able to create them. And so, you know, I focus every day on being consistent, you know, and not just even in my, in my, in my, in my, um, in my timing or in my actions or activities, but I, I, I aim each day to be consistent even in, in, you know, habits like sitting up straight, <laughs> you know, that might sound really minute. It might sound really ridiculous, but if I daily focus on sitting up straight, I'm going to sit up straight. You know, if I daily um, focus on, um, uh, uh, I mean, this, 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 this simple things like that. Uh, so I, I, I would say that that, that is probably the, the trait, um, the, the personal aspect that I've adapted to the most in understanding that um, that's probably been the, the most contributive um, characteristic that, that I've really um, taken heed to. Well, thank you. It just it sounds like you have a lot of participation. No problem. Okay, I have two yeah. Well, um, my last question would be: What's the most challenging aspect of running your own management consulting business? Also, since you have achieved so much success so early on in your life, what do you see yourself doing about 20, 30 years from now? Mm, that's a good question. My most challenging aspect. I think my most challenging aspect, which is probably the most challenging aspect for many people, is um, balancing faith with fear. Mm. Balancing faith with fear. Mm. Um, he didn't I go have there. not mm. met. I have not met an extremely successful person who has not expressed to me their struggle with the balance between faith and fear. And you can sit here and you can say all day and all night that you believe in yourself and you might really believe in yourself, but there's something on the inside of you that if you were granted X, Y, Z opportunities that you have to chase after, that something on the inside halts you or makes you think twice. And it's a natural thing, you know, it's our human nature. Because after all, you know, we're not necessarily human beings having a spiritual experience, but we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, the meticulous challenge of balancing faith with fear has everything to do with overcoming our human incapabilities and our natural tendencies. Um, my challenge has been sometimes me not necessarily believing in myself, but in me believing in myself so much where I can chase after a specific, um, a very specific um, ideal or very specific uh, prospect. You know, Steve Harvey calls it jumping. You know, and he just came out with a book, I believe, like last week or something like that, called Jump. And, you know, he, 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 you know, he tells a story all the time now from him doing Family Feud to him um, starting his own um, daytime talk show 
those are both two things that he was so, he was honestly very fearful of, but he wasn't fearful of it at the same time. And so, you know, it's like one side of him was saying, yeah, I'm, I'm not scared of this thing at all. I'm ready. And there's another side that's saying, no, I'm not ready. Um, one side that was saying that, you know, yeah, I'm going to chase after it. And then another side that was saying, I'm just going to wait until it happens. Mm-hmm. And I think we all deal with that, but that's been probably my most challenging aspect. And the second part of the question, where do I see myself in the next um, 10, 20 years? You know, I don't know. I don't know because I don't really think I've ever started my career with a, um, with a, um, I don't think I ever started my career with a, um, with a, with any type of outlook besides just servant leadership, you know? And I think if I'm not careful, the stuff that I, uh, the stuff that is really extravagant, whether that be in politics or business or ministry or civil rights or whatever the means may be that I may say that I'm not going to do, I'm going to end up doing or the things that, you know, and, 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 and just because we just don't know. Life is just so amazing that God can throw opportunities to your left or to your right or in front of you or behind you and end up chasing forward um, or chasing to the left or the right to, 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 to really uh, walk into your purpose. And, and, and life is just such a journey that I, I don't know if I can really even answer that question and say what I'm going to do in the next 10 years because I really don't know. I don't know. I, I really don't know. But I do know that as long as I put my hand in God's hands, then everything that I touch will become a blessing. I do know that if I put my feet in God's control, He'll direct my footsteps I do know that he'll guide my path and he'll create opportunities for me that are for my good but for his glory mm-hmm. wow thank you for man, that answer man 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 listen we can keep going and going and going man <laughs> but man we have to come to, come to the end of this podcast man and Jared man we thank you so much man for just adding the value that you have just giving us some of your time man just to spread your message with the world and not just with the world but these uh, two students here um, uh, Kayla and Karee you know we really th- uh, appreciate the questions and just you being on as well uh, these are questions a lot of questions a lot of students have you know they're they're concerned about you know am I is this school schooling or this major uh, matching up with my passion? You know, um, you know, what? Wh- how do I project my life out forward? You know, what are some things I should be doing every single day to make sure I'm on the right path? You know, and and we thank you for asking those questions because a lot of students are asking that. You know, but uh, definitely STEM world. We are man. We, we give man. This was this was uh. uh a cast that was full of nuggets, full of just answers. And I hope and pray that everyone was able to grab something from it. Uh, listen, it, this won't be the last time you hear from Jared. Um, we'll be talking to him and um, hopefully doing some more things with him in the future. But until then, we will see you guys next time on the STEM Dialogue. Thank you very much for joining us. Everyone have a good night. Peace. 
you've been listening to the STEM Dialogue. For more information and inspiration, check out rickyventures.com. The STEM Dialogue will return the same time next week. This has been brought to you by Ricky Ventures Enterprise.